Welcome to the 488 Park Podcast, where I share information about CRMs, donor databases, and websites. I'm your host, Meg Kreckemeyer. Let's begin. In this episode, I'm going to talk about board portals. Last month, I discussed the process I go through with my clients when I help them create a new or update an existing website. Today, I want to share how useful a portal is for board members and how I build them for my clients. When I worked for a local nonprofit, the executive director wanted a portal after using one as a board member of another nonprofit. We looked at our options and decided to build our own. That's when I realized how helpful they are. I was once asked why a nonprofit would want a board portal if they could just store documents in Google Drive. Google Docs, Dropbox, and OneDrive are convenient for storing documents, but can get messy when you need multiple folders to separate committee documents and other resources. Plus, board portals are much more than a great repository for documents. The portal template I've created is also a way to share upcoming event information like venues, hotels, agendas, a registration form, and documents related to the event all on one page. Imagine you have an upcoming board meeting and want a quick way to get the board members to register, gather the location information, find the link to the hotel, and access the board book before the meeting. No more printing a bunch of board books if the board members download it from the portal beforehand. Each committee can have its own page that displays members of the committee and an email link, minutes, meeting agendas, a link to scheduled conference calls, and key documents such as the committee charter and strategic documents. Essentially, anything your organization wants the board directors to have at their fingertips can be added to the portal, and links to committee pages can be placed on the homepage so they're easy to find. The portal can hold resources like a board directory, orientation documents for new directors, board books, financial statements, bylaws, articles of incorporation, links to the organization's website and social media, and a blog written specifically for the board with the latest news about the organization. The most recent three blog posts can be displayed on the homepage with a link to the older posts. While some nonprofits board members may be located nearby one another, where meeting and distributing information may be easy, for those with board members who are more widely dispersed, the portal is a great way to provide organized access for everything they need to fulfill their role. And the mobility of the portal, since it's a website, allows board directors to access the site easily on computers and mobile devices. The portal is fully private, so none of the documents and information are accessible without a user account and a password. As with a regular website, I build the portals with WordPress and go through a process of discovery similar to the one I described last month with my regular website clients, although this discovery process is not as complex. It's not as much about the look of the site and more about what information the nonprofits want the board to have access to. As far as the cost, there's the hosting, although some hosting services allow for an additional site to be added at no extra cost, so you may be able to piggyback on your regular website's hosting service. About $80 for the theme, and then the cost of me to build it, add the documents and information, and provide a training manual. There's a link to a sample board portal on my website at 488parkconsulting.com if you want to look at it and click through the various pages. 
That's all for today. If you have any questions or would like help creating a board portal for your nonprofit, reach out to me at meg at 488parkconsulting.com. This podcast is a production of 488 Park Consulting, LLC. To learn more about my services, visit 488parkconsulting.com and follow my podcast. Thanks for listening.